This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome, everyone, to the Richard Blackbee Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host. And joining me to help take our leadership to the next level is Dr. Richard Blackbee. I do what I can, Sam. Well, we appreciate what you do, Richard. <laughs> uh, today we want to talk about um, when to speak and when not to speak. And uh, this is, you know, there are people all over the spectrum on this one. Uh, there's people who never speak and you're just like, just say something. And then there's others who you would wish they didn't say anything. <laughs> and uh, as a leader, it's important to know uh, when to perhaps hold your tongue and when you do need to verbalize something to, to those you lead. But uh Richard, why don't you walk us through this and uh, unpack that for us today? Yeah, there's a great uh, passage, and we've looked a bit at this when we've talked about the seasons of leadership, but uh, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 7, the second part of that verse says, there's a time to be silent and a time to speak. Uh, and, uh, of course, that section there, the beginning of uh, Ecclesiastes 3, has all these pairs, and we've talked about some of those before, uh, they, they are kind of opposites. Sometimes you're talking, sometimes you're not. And what Ecclesiastes is trying to say is that uh, there are appropriate times for both of those. Uh, sometimes the best thing you can do is say nothing. Yeah. And there's other times where you really need to step up and say something. Um, but leaders need to know which time it is. Yeah. Uh, and a- you don't want to get that wrong, as leaders often do. And yeah. so... There's two parts uh, to this, and it, I mean, it seems pretty straightforward, but uh, but there are some people that really use their words effectively. Their words have punch. Uh, people maybe travel all the way across the country to hear what they have to say. They're always being asked to speak in meetings or to mentor people or to write books because people have just learned that when that person speaks, things happen. Uh, if, if you follow through, if you get in a conversation with someone, your life could be forever changed. And so words are some of the most powerful things that leaders can use. Uh, and they're, they're sort of like bullets. If you've only got so many bullets, don't waste them firing randomly or just yeah. excessively. Sometimes one shot's all you need to yeah. take, and the that's it. and spray method. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, so how do you use your words, uh, to the, to the greatest impact? And so here's just some kind of, you know, just some random kind of thoughts on that. But when you're talking with people, number one is, and this isn't any necessarily in just a a particular order, but uh, just as I was thinking about this, when, when, uh, uh, when, when, well, let me, let me start with when to be silent. Uh, it, it, it's, there are times when it's just better not to say something. And that doesn't mean that you don't have anything to say, that you have no opinions. It, it doesn't mean that you're at a loss for words. But there are times where I think if you're, follow, if you're especially sensitive to the Holy Spirit, this, you may have a response ready. You may have an opinion that you could express. And then you sense the Spirit of God just saying, ah, hold on, I, I know you have a response, you have a rebuttal, but... Uh, I don't think it's necessary. Uh, maybe it's better not to say something. And I, I think for leaders, one of the most humbling things to realize is that sometimes the most powerful thing you'll ever say is nothing. Um, silence sometimes can be far more powerful than you repeating yourself for the umpteenth time. 
after already having made your case several times and yeah. not convincing the other person. Uh, so it's been said, with silence comes knowledge, with speech comes regret. Um, <laughs> uh, you, of course, you're not going to learn anything about the situation or the person you're talking to by you continuing to talk. Uh, but when you listen, you begin learning, you begin picking things up, you begin observing things. Uh, and you can't have a meaningful, significant, impactful conversation if you're doing all the talking. Because you don't know where the other person is. You don't really know what their needs are. You don't know if your words are having an impact. So the only way to really sort of gauge whether the words you're saying are having an impact, if they're answering the issue, is to listen and, and get feedback. And you know, you, you, you say something and then you listen. Did, did that have an impact? Did, did they understand what I'm saying? Are they resonating with that? Is this helpful? Um, and I think that's, uh, that's why a lot of uh, introverts actually can be some of the most insightful people. They don't talk as much, but, um, but when they do speak, they speak after they've listened. And so mm -hmm. they understand the issue. And they, they know where you're at and they've heard what you think and they've heard where maybe you're missing some information. And so now when they speak, they, they hone right in on what you need to know. Uh, and I remember one time I was in a, a three-way conversation with someone. It was kind of at a party and a, a person was presenting an issue to me. And the, the person, the third person with us was kind of an extroverted, talkative kind of person. And they kept trying to provide an answer. And, and the person, number one, this person wasn't very sensitive because the person was really asking me the question. They wanted to know my opinion, but this person was trying to be helpful and kind of butt in and give their opinion. And, but, they, but I could tell they were off track. They, they weren't really answering the question that the person was asking. They hadn't, they hadn't listened long enough to really know what the issue was. Yeah. They heard just a phrase or two and they immediately jumped onto the wrong tracks and started going down the wrong track, the wrong path, answering a question that they hadn't really even asked. And the person was kind of saying, yeah, I know, I know that, uh, you know, that's, I, 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 yeah, I got that. But the person was, they weren't hearing, they weren't listening. Mm -hmm. And so finally I kind of interrupted my friend who was trying to answer. And I tried just to very specifically address what they'd asked. And they kind of responded and said, well, thank you, Richard. That's, that's really helpful. And I'd said maybe a 10th as much as the other person, but I, and it's not that I was smarter than the other person. It's just that at least in that situation, I took time to listen carefully to what they were saying and then answer. And I've, I've seen that in a lot of contexts. I've seen that even in uh, sometimes speakers in conferences will have a Q&A and I've had uh, people from the audience may ask a question. And sometimes I hear, I'll be with some other speakers, we're kind of on stage answering questions. And sometimes it's just obvious that the speaker didn't really hear, the, they didn't understand the question. Yeah. So they, they take five, 10 minutes answering a question that wasn't even asked. And so I just find, um, just be, take time to really understand what's being asked before you respond. And of course, in social media today, there's so many unprocessed responses. Yeah, you don't have to take any time uh, on Twitter. 
uh, yeah, it's it's like um, uh, we we just have all these little trigger words, and and as soon as we see a word here, we just launch into a rebuttal, and it's like, well, that's not even what they're saying. That's not what they're asking. Yeah. Uh, you there's and 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 typically, if you're not listening, you'll you'll miss the nuances. Um, the the way they ask the question it's clear that this is not really the primary issue. It's this over here. But you jumped on, on board just the moment they presented the initial issue and you didn't listen to the more in-depth, nuanced kind of problems that they were trying to get to. And so um, and so I, I, I've just, and, and I have to fight against this because my mind's always racing. I've always got a response. I've always got something to say. But I found that if I will take, like, don't interrupt, don't let them lay it all out to you. Um, think carefully about what they're saying. What what have they said? What have they not said? Um, what seems to be there's a, there's always a presenting issue, and then there's the underlying issue, the primary issue. Uh, I don't want to just keep talking on the surface. I want to go deeper and, and to go deeper, you've got to listen. You, you got to, yeah. you have to stop talking for a while and let someone else, uh, talk. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I've seen people that, um, and we've talked about this before, but I, I've, I've seen some people that were just desperate to be listened to. They, they yeah. wanted, they wanted someone to value their opinion. They wanted a platform where they could pontificate about what they thought about something. You see this a lot on social media. They, uh, someone is preaching away on on Facebook or something. Was and, that armchair expert? Yeah, and term? and there's no response, and and you know, and it's kind of sad. I I've, I um, saw someone the other day that uh, was commenting and saying, you know, I I keep putting posts and no one even comments on them. You know, I'm going to unfriend everybody who doesn't comment on my posts. It's like, well, uh, maybe what you're saying isn't resonating. Maybe what you're saying is not helpful. Uh, maybe that's the issue. Maybe instead of wishing people would all like what you say, maybe upgrade what you're saying. <laughs> so, um, and then there's other people that are constantly in demand. You know, my dad in his day, uh, people just, would get up at any hour of the morning or stay up late at night just for an opportunity to talk with him. And so many people would say, um, I, I met with your dad and I, and he was so gracious. I, I, he, he listened to the problem I had. And then in just really a few sentences, he seemed to just, just put his finger right on the issue. And I just hadn't seen it before, but, mm. but it often, came as a result of listening and not talking right away and not being too quick with an answer. I, I find if you're too quick to give a solution, it often can be kind of insulting. It's like, I only was two sentences in and you're already giving me the answer and I hadn't even gotten to the primary issue yet. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, to listen, uh, and I, and I, and I, you try to listen to not only to what's being said, but what's not being said, what they're maybe not uh, uh, presenting to you, you know, there's times where a person will be telling me they're trying to make a decision and I, I've got this opportunity and I'm Richard, what do you think I should do? I, I, I've got this job and I've been really, here's all the issues, but they haven't necessarily told me that they've been praying about it. Um, they haven't told me reference any scripture that seems to be speaking to this issue. And so that might mean my first question is, well, tell me what you're hearing from God as you pray. 
And then there's the silence. Uh, well, I really haven't been doing that. And I'm thinking, I figured as much. You hadn't, as I listened to you, you talked about what your friends were saying, what, what the salary would be like, but you, you didn't mention praying. You didn't mention God. Um, and so listen to what's being said, listen to what's not being said. And, and don't, don't be one of those people that while the other person's talking, your mind is just simply racing and putting together your own response. But, um, I know with my dad, a lot of times when people would be talking and presenting their issue, he'd be thinking in terms of scripture, like, well, what scriptures speak to what this guy's saying? What, what truths in God's word um, would address this issue? What, what truth in scripture could um, set this person free? Um, and, and, so, and sometimes I'm listening and saying, well, he's saying this. Like, for instance, someone may say to me, well, Richard, I, I know God can take care of this. I'm not worried, but, and then everything they say reveals that they're worried and they're anxious. And so it's like, okay, with your words, you're saying, I, I know God's got this, but, and then everything they say after that is as if they don't think God is in control, that he can solve it. And so there are times where I'll say, well, you say this, but everything I'm observing about your speech, what you're saying, your body language is telling me you're actually very troubled. Is that, is that really where you're at right now? Maybe it's just a faith issue where you're just going to need to settle it, that you can trust God with this. So it's interesting if you'll just observe for a bit your responses to people can be so, and I, I can't tell me times if I've done that and I've just really watched and really listened, really observed, really, and you're praying as they're speaking, God, Holy Spirit, just give me understanding of what's being said here right now. Then when you respond, I can't tell you how often I've heard people say, wow, I didn't, I, I had not seen that. You're right. And you're the first person to point that out to me. And you realize, well, maybe that's because I'm not a genius. I just took time to really listen very carefully and prayerfully. And some things just started coming to the surface that I observed just uh, by listening to what you were saying. So, you know, I, it, it's, it's sort of counterintuitive, but if you really want to be a profound speaker, then first you probably need to become a profound listener. Mm. That's great. Well, let's take a quick break here, and then when we come back, we'll learn when we should speak. (laughs) God's people keep praying for God to transform Washington, Hollywood, or Wall Street, but revival always begins with God's people. If there ever was a time America needed spiritual reawakening, it's now. Currently, 70% of churches have plateaued or are in decline. More than two-thirds of young people who grew up attending church are leaving the faith before they graduate college. In The Solomon Promise, best-selling author Henry Blackaby shares the path to a renewal of faith in America and the restoration of holiness to God's people. Order now at blackabystore.org. Links will be in the show notes. Richard, we've uh, seen uh, the, the benefits of, of holding our tongue and, and just listening rather than jumping right into our own thoughts and uh, what we think is good for a situation. So why don't you tell us uh, in the second half here, uh, wh- when should we speak as as leaders? Yeah, well, there's lots of things to say about that too. And assuming from the first part of uh, this podcast, you've been listening and taking your time to do your homework and so on. Uh, several things I would just say. One is, 
you, there, there does come a time to speak, as Ecclesiastes says, but there's some things you don't want to do. Like you don't really want to argue. And there's a lot of that going on right now. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how many people's minds are changed by arguing with them. Yeah. And so I, I find if I'm talking to someone and they just want to argue with me about it, uh, it's like, hey, I, I, I'm not looking for an argument. You know, I thought you wanted some feedback, but I, I'm not going to degenerate into an argument. Uh, a second thing is uh, I think you want to be careful not to accuse either. Uh, um we're all sinners. We we don't need to be in a uh, on our you know from our judgment seat. Just well, your problem is uh, you know y- you just need to do this. Um, that's not going to necessarily set a lot of people free. I I find really as much as possible you want your speech to be in the form of a question. Questions will disarm someone far more quickly than just statements will, and so. I've noticed that you've told me the problem for almost 20 minutes and you you haven't mentioned God one time. I why would why is that? Why in in laying out the problem, the issue, why have you not mentioned God? Um and there are certain things that or you've you've mentioned uh, now for 20 minutes the problem with this person, but you haven't mentioned any area where you have maybe not been all you should be is or is it a two-way issue or is it just a one-way issue and so um you could you know you're you're sort of making an observation but but then you want to kind of turn it into a question that they have to respond to uh yeah. and don't assume that you know what a person thinks or assume that you you have everything figured out um but sometimes asking questions and they're not as innocent as you might let them seem like they're because you've been listening and the spirit of God's been guiding you. And so you're going to ask questions that get to the matter, but, um, but they're, they're, they're disarming because you're not just making definitive statements. Uh, but learn to speak in questions. Uh, and I, I also find too, sometimes it makes a huge difference. Your voice tone. If you, when you do speak, speak with confidence, speak calmly, if you speak in an agitated way, if you raise your voice, uh, if you speak in an emotional tone, that's going to completely change your conversation. Uh, I worked in a psychiatric hospital for a couple of years uh, with troubled teenagers, and uh, I found that they might be really agitated and upset, but if I could just remain calm, and even if they're yelling at me, I'm just speaking calmly in normal voice tones, it just it tended to de-escalate things. And so then it gives people a sense of confidence. I, it, you know what? It's, it's kind of like the preacher that had in his, the margin of his sermon notes, a uh, weak point here, uh, shout, you know, raise voice. <laughs> uh, if, if somehow we just say it louder, somehow it'll be more powerful. But if you've taken time to listen and you are zeroing right in on the issue, you don't have to shout that. You can speak calmly and confidently. Uh, and just don't say too much. Uh, and again, that's an issue I've had. It's like, uh, your, your mind's racing and you got your, you, your mind keeps thinking of more stuff to add and to throw into the mix. Um, but, uh, you, you it can be overkill. You can say too much. And so, 
uh, at some point you want to really zero in on the key issue. You don't need to chase after every symptom. You just want to get right to the heart. And Mm -hmm. if you can address the heart of the issue, you don't have to necessarily round up every symptom. Those will take care of themselves. I would say to the introverts at some point, speak, say something, uh, I, you know, I've got two sons and one's more extroverted, one's more introverted. Uh, often the introverted son is, we'll, we'll be in a conversation and they'll, uh, the extroverted one has, is out there and said what he has to say. And there's sometimes, well, I'll address the introverted one and say, Hey, what do you think about this? And he always has really good stuff to say, but you almost have to drag it out of him. And it's, it's kind of a shame because sometimes, uh, introverts tend to agonize over that and they've got this these profound things that would really be helpful but they're still agonizing about well would this even matter would they even care that i said this they're not going to do anything about it anyway why should i share and so some of the best advice never gets spoken so i would say just be responsive to god if god gives you an insight that could be helpful to someone else then just get those words out there um, yeah. and, and, I, and one, one, just a couple last things, be, be discerning, uh, when you do say something, discern whether they're receiving it or not, because sometimes you're given great advice, but they're not listening. They're not paying attention. And I've had those times where you can just tell you've told them exactly what they need to hear, but they're not, they're not going to yeah, do it. They're not, not receiving it. They're, they're going in. all their body language is saying, yeah, you, you just don't, you just don't understand. And, um, you, you don't know my situation and uh, it's just not that easy. And you know full well that, that, that what you said is exactly what they need to do. But, but, and so I, it's, it's kind of like the, the, the uh, biblical passage about don't cast pearls before swine. It's like, okay, I, I keep giving these valuable truths, but it's, it's, I know it's being wasted. God's word is not, is being treated lightly. So uh, at that point, um, I, okay, you know what? I think I've given you enough and we don't need to drag this out. If, and if you don't, if what I'm saying this is you, you just don't feel this is right for you, then I've got nothing else. You know, I've given you my best and you don't, it's not, maybe, you know, what you kind of think to yourself is go ahead and when you fall, when you face plant doing it your way, maybe we can come back and maybe then you'll be ready to talk about this, but let's not waste our time if you're not interested. And I have to ask myself sometimes, sometimes people come to you and they say, well, I've got this issue and I, I, I Richard, I really appreciate your help. But then they don't, they're really not looking for help. What they're looking for is validation. It's like they've already know what they want to do. And now it's really, Richard, I was thinking that maybe I could do this. You know, I, I've, I was thinking that this might be the Wouldn't best. Okay? What do you think? You know, and uh, because don't you think that, and it's like, well, perhaps, but you know, what about this or that? And they want to keep coming back to just, just tell me that what I'm doing is right. And so there are times I realize, well, if they just want me to validate what they already want to do, then this is there's really not much point in this conversation. Hey, if you think that's what you ought to do, then go do it. Yeah. Well, do you think it's a good idea? Well, it seems like you think it's a good idea. Um, are you open to other ideas? Are you open to other perspectives or do you really just want everybody to agree with you? Uh, that maybe we need just to decide what this conversation is for. Uh, and, uh, maybe just two last things to say. One is, uh, don't keep repeating yourself. I I've got some people that I deal with 
that literally, if you have a 30-minute conversation with them, they're going to they're gonna tell you the same thing four or five times. And they'll just say it with more emphasis. But it's like they, they want to keep talking, but they basically have one thought or two. And so they they don't say anything new. They just keep coming back. Yeah, well, I was just, you know, because that's why I just really think. And it's like, well, I, you've already said that four times. Uh, and I've, I've got some people... I, 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 I sometimes I get impatient with that. I'll kind of cut them off and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you. Yeah. You, like you said, you've said that. You're, and it's like, is there nothing new? If not, then I guess we're done. But, uh, but don't you be that person that it, it's sometimes we just feel like, well, there's just basically one thing that they really need to get. So I'm going to just keep pounding that home. But, uh, I, I found Jesus doesn't really do that. You know, Jesus in conversations with people doesn't keep repeating himself. He, he states truth yeah. and puts it on the table for them. And now it's up to them and yeah. it doesn't change. We can, this conversation can last two hours or it can last, uh, you know, five minutes, but I'm going to, the same thing's going to be on the table for you. So yeah. at this point you just need to know here's, here's, here it is. And then just stop. And, uh, saying the same thing 10 times doesn't make it any more profound. Yeah. Uh, just say it once and then it, it, it actually would be more profound to just stop and say, I've got nothing more. That's, that's it. So, uh, and then the last thing kind of related to that is just let truth soak in, uh, tr- try to say things that are, uh, truths of God that are profound, that are insightful, um, and then just stop and let that truth, it, there's some things, uh, we're just so used to shallow conversations and shallow conversations can go on for hours and it's just like dew on the grass. It doesn't really do that much, go very far. And, but if you, if you drop a truth bomb on someone, you, you, you share something really profound, uh, just leave it there and don't clutter it up with a bunch of secondary uh, chit chat filler words. It's like, okay, well somewhere in that hour long conversation, there was a real nugget. Uh, but it kind of got buried and lost by all that other verbiage that was shared after that. Instead, I would say, Hey, put the nugget out there and just stop. Say, Hey, don't get buried in that. I mean, this, this is it right here. You just probably need to go and chew on this for a little bit. Think about that. Yeah. We like, we like to fill the void with, uh, with, with words and yeah. not necessarily meaningful ones. Yeah, and uh, there's times, and, and my dad at times was a master at that. He would just, he'd listen, 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 and then he would just, in maybe one sentence, just just, just make a sentence. And uh, and you knew you were, you were just dead in his sights right there. Like, there, there wasn't any point in saying anything more. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so, but, but I know people that will then try to back up their A1 comment with a bunch of, you know, C and D comments that aren't nearly as powerful. And so you've distracted. And then they can kind of, sometimes what happens is you said this great truth, um, but then you keep talking and then you say secondary, uh, more minor truths, and they end up focusing on that or they argue with you about some, you know, third level truth you shared that's maybe a little more questionable. And they've missed the main one. So get to the main truths. Be someone who's known for when you when they ask you a question, when they talk to you, uh, you say things that are memorable, that are thoughtful, that are relevant to where they're at. You've listened to them. 
Uh, be someone that uses your words wisely, especially yeah. in our day. Mm-hmm. Way too much, much verbiage being just scattered out there in a shotgun effect uh, that, that don't have, it makes a lot of noise and smoke, but not a lot of impact. Be someone that maybe says less, but says it powerfully. Mm. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself, Richard. <laughs> Good word yeah. there, Seth. <laughs> and with that, uh, we'll leave it. And until next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackme.org.